Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast on this Valentine's Day where the Perth Wildcats will be hoping to score a date with top spot and home court advantage by the end of the weekend. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West. The man alongside me every episode, three-time NBL champ and Perth Wildcats vice-captain, Mr. Greg. Hi. How are you, Greg? Mate, I love what you did there. A little Valentine's <laughs> just Day Just working pun. the love I intro. Mean, <laughs> it's taken me half the day to come up with something that witty just for the intro. That's It's all good. I mean, I should say, downhill. we've got a, a, a very specific time frame because my wife is already asking, where, when am I coming home and preparing okay. the Valentine's Day okay. gift? So, no, we'll we'll, we'll we try and wait. keep it quick for Ainsley's sake. Now, Greg, I, I don't know your dating history, but one I'd imagine one of your more memorable Valentine's Day came on oh, this day yes, five years did. ago. You jacked a late shot, which yep. you had every right to jack. Gary Irvin from Adelaide got a bit annoyed about it. Yep. And there was all sorts of mayhem in mm. the handshakes between Perth and Adelaide. Joey Wright was in yeah. there. Adam Tatelovich. Um, Adam the chest. Who's you can there's a great photo where Adam Tatelovich is getting punched. Times. And just does not care. You can see because he was from Chicago. He's what Serbian yeah. sort of heritage. He just is not phased at all. Um, tell me your memories of that night, which is now half a decade ago. Yeah, it's um, it's always nice when your coach says uh, you go for um, the scoring margins, like have mm-hmm. a free hit. So just whenever, jack it up. yeah, when it's like the last ten or fifteen seconds, like sweet. Like if I missed a shot, no one really cares, and if uh, it's basically an opportunity to get some more points on the board. So it was nice, uh, especially because we're playing Adelaide and you always have that healthy rivalry yes. with them. And, you guys, um, I, I, sorry, I, I looked this up beforehand. You guys held them to 24 in the first half that night. Really? You won, you won by 26 or 27. You had them, held them to 24 by half time. Wow. Oh, according yeah. to my match report, yeah, which might, might be that wrong. Might, but yeah. yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, no... Um, and it was pretty... It, the whole grand scheme of things, when it, like obviously the... Uh, little brawl afterwards which was was interesting as something that yeah. uh, I've never experienced in my career but now I feel like it's more and more common <laughs> like you see stuff in the lines like every, even during the game you like you, you see some uh, some exchanges happening like oh I can't wait to after the game because there's going to be some handshakes and definitely some words uh, some kind words being mm-hmm. chosen but the, the the funny thing out of that was after obviously the whole debacle and Gary Irvin showing you know uh, his disgust at that shot yep. I think it came down to, we played him again uh, only a couple of weeks later and we lost but I think a considerable margin too and uh, if we were to be tired well, I think we would have won the margin by like a point at the end of the season mm-hmm. so and the whole grand scheme of things I was like yeah I wasn't really an idiot like I actually yeah, was yeah. trying to uh, yeah secure a, a, a home playoff by getting percentage or you know head to head margin but um, yeah, it's always interesting. Like you get done with a game, you, you're pumped, and then you're seeing coaches like actually getting into it. Tats, Joey Wright. Um, I remember Gary Irvin like going at me, and then I thought, no, this is done and dusted. And then him coming back at me can, again. Can you remember what he was saying? Oh no, it was a lot of uh, cursing. A lot of cussing. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it was bizarre because he wasn't the biggest guy no. as well and um, so it was a bit like what is actually happening here like um, you don't really go and then obviously he came back again and sort of saying you guys are so disrespectful and arrogant mm-hmm. but it was crazy because then like um, maybe a year or two later I actually had spoken to Gary and he actually reached out to me too because I think we may have had an opportunity of an import spot um, opening up and he had hit me up he was saying how he wanted to play with Perth and um, he wanted to be involved and he loved like the sort of the, the competitiveness of the group oh, and it was sort okay. of was like 
wow, how's this turn? Like a guy <laughs> seeking a job. And he's been a great guy. I remember like maybe even seeing, he signed in Illawarra, I think maybe a couple of years lower or something, and I'd seen him and we had sort of had a bit of a laugh about okay. the whole situation. But uh, I guess when your emotions get caught into yes. it, you sort of do things you may regret. I'm sure he doesn't. But um, yeah, it was it was quite interesting at the time, that's for sure. It still puzzles me now with that whole percentage thing. Seeing teams, this same teams last yeah. weekend, not putting up shots when they can in the dying seconds. I understand sure. in the NBA, it's seen as you yeah. know, rubbing people's noses in it, but in this league, it's legitimate that you have to play until the final whistle because that could be the difference between uh, top and second, making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. I, I don't understand. The, I remember uh, when they put in the new, obviously it's completely changed. It used to be head-to-head. Split, and now, yeah. yeah, now it's um, obviously points for and against. Mm-hmm. And I remember they, the net, someone put up a, a tweet and they showed a graphic of what would have happened um, and there was like a complete shift of teams. I think like uh, one team would have been who I mean one year we were all tied so it's sort of like one team would have leapfrog from fourth to second so that's like home court advantage for the first mm. round and mm-hmm. it was sort of yeah it's been interesting over the years because even there's been sometimes even in a close game I remember like seeing uh, I think maybe in Cairns Aaron Fern ages ago um, like it was like 10 seconds left only like a 7 point game and he sort of just dribbled it out and like and we and I was towards the back end of the season and I thinking Okay, sweet. Like usually you guard him, like, and then we were like, oh, he's actually not going to score. Like, mm-hmm. try and score, and we we're just like, okay, this could be the difference between, um, yeah, home court and not. So it's um, it's always interesting, but yeah, even now, look, it's such a, a touchy thing. Like the crowd, I don't think that some of them don't actually have. Uh, that realization, like it is percentage, but and, and then sometimes like you're up by 20, and you like look at the head coach, and you don't want to, like I remember we maybe played Adelaide a few weeks ago, and we were up 20, and I sort of like look back, and Trev was like, yeah, go f- just try and score, and I was like, oh, we're up by 20 here, here we go again, and then like maybe there was 10 seconds left, and then we, he was still like, you don't want to be that guy taking the shot because you know some people are like going to be like, mm-hmm. you are an absolute <laughs> idiot, you know, but um. Yeah, it is. It can seriously impact the the way a team finishes um, on the in the ladder and the grand scheme of things. Tell me about your big win on Sunday against Sydney. It was a yeah. game. You guys came out super flat. Obviously, a really emotional week for yourself yep. and and the club. And and you came out flat. Sydney came out firing. And then somehow you guys worked your way back. You know, Angus Brandt's game was really yeah. underrated. It got lost rightly so of in the course. Bryce Cotton madness. But Gus was huge in keeping you guys in that in the first two and a half three quarters. And then Bryce exploded. Damo yep. hit a big three. What does a win like that do for your confidence? Yeah, and I think it, I mean it goes back. I think we just had that confidence from this. this so you're mm-hmm. seeing the same similar wins that we had at the start of the year to now what we were when we we're playing really good basketball, and it's obviously um, got a belief in, in in our system of play. Um, obviously, Sydney are really good in the first half, and um, we felt confident. But here, yeah, I thought we just were didn't have that zip like it defensively went up in the lanes you know getting those hustle players and mm-hmm. I thought uh, Jesse came on and provided a little bit of an instant impact straight away I think he got obviously scored maybe hit a three deflection and then um, yeah a turnover thought Clint obviously came in as well um, so I thought like that sort of second unit obviously I came in and provided a little bit of a spark as I do but no um, but no look it was good and I thought Reese was actually very valuable too yep. I think in his time five minutes I think he may have had four or five uh, rebounds and a couple of assists but I think it's just that influence I think yeah um, 
you know, when you're missing sh- shots and uh, and shots that are within the offense or good looks, um, you obviously just sort of feel a bit flat because, yeah, you're just sort of like, oh, here we go. And Bryce was getting some really clean looks, so that's the sort of, um, you know, you, you don't want to take that away from him. But I thought, yeah, there was obviously a little bit of a, a change in dynamic and guys sort of, um, that second unit really sparked it up. And then obviously given that opportunity, I think, I mean, hearing after Bryce hit that three at the end of the third after a steal um, is one of the loudest moments of uh, loudest I've ever he- heard the crowd like mm-hmm. even in grand final series is sort of like a sigh of relief like finally and it, I, I remember being on the bench and sort of remarked to Bryce uh, to Reese at the time like here we go alright yeah the the world's yeah. open like yeah, um, yeah. and then he just went absolutely bonkers and yeah his overtime period I mean 14 points in overtime one of the most in, ever in NBL history it was you sort of just knew he had that look and Every single shot was pretty much like it was it was down. It was irrespective of like you were just hoping he released the ball mm-hmm. and got that look. Um, Damo was huge. I mean, not only I think he got a, a great steal at the end against Kickit, but just his activity off the off the um, around yeah, the court yeah. and came up with a big line. O board as well Correct. late in the fourth. Yeah. And Nick, I mean, and yeah, you're completely right. Gus was massive. I mean, yeah. when we were sort of struggling, he was attacking Bogut there and. Um, I mean, while Bogut had a really solid game, like I thought Gus really took it to him and, and gave us a little bit of a, a scoring threat and Nick obviously mm. hit, up, hit a huge three. So, yeah, valuable contributions. And I think, you know, obviously Nick's been sensational all year, but from, you know, his his perspective, I'm sure he wasn't, that wasn't his best game he's mm-hmm. had. And, and Bryce really was very, very good for a minute in the third and the whole overtime mm-hmm. and, and fourth and quarter. Fourth, and yep. I think that's a pleasing thing for us is that we were able to stay within reach um, to, to come away with the win. So there's obviously, yeah, confidence is, and, you know, we, we touched on the shows previously, confidence and momentum and it's being really good and that belief in the system. So, yeah, really, really pleased with that. Sydney, obviously, quality side um, and to be able to get that win and, and now help us get a top two spot was was essential. So Bryce yelling out, this is my <laughs> yes, bleeping house yeah, at yeah. one point, which was great. Why, why do you think he's showing more emotion in the past few weeks? It looks like he's having a yeah. hell of a good time playing, yeah. but he's normally a little bit more reserved. Why do you think he's starting to come out of his shell in front of the crowd a bit more now? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously you just get caught up in the emotion. It's it's too hard to, to not embrace what the what the fans give you. I mean, when mm. you're hearing MVP chance, I mean, he's obviously hearing it's deafening uh, Biggest crowd of the year as well. Yeah, so. and um, you get in. Obviously, he was like I remember him coming off the bench after the third in the third quarter, very early in the piece, and sort of having a bit of a chat with him. And I sort of was like, mate, you know, um, having a little bit of a chat, saying, you know, you're getting clean looks. It happens, but also just reminding of the the body of work that he puts in during the week. It's not like, you know, it's it's obviously going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's you know when you. For him, I mean, he would have been disappointed only you know, scoring zero points in the, in the first half. But uh, irrespective of that, that's what I'd try to get those guys. If you're not scoring, like he's, he still demands so much attention. It gives other look, other guys looks. It provides opportunities for guys like Nick or Tariko to get open just because they send two to him. And so um, obviously once it finally sort of erupted for him, you can only get just caught up in it all. And um, yeah, in the whole grand scheme of things, it was a massive game. Like we lose that. You know where, uh, or one we could still get fourth. I mean, we, um, but as well as like, you know, we re- really want top two and playing against a team that's going to compete for a championship. Mm. So um, he obviously got caught up in it, uh, uh, caught up in it all. And um, I mean, that's huge. I mean, we, we, yeah, we just followed his lead. And um, you can only, I think, if you ride the passion of the fans, um, 
yeah, so I can only help you in a game. Leads us into one of our fan questions, which we'll go early with from Michael Holland. Who is the MVP? Uh, this is obviously going to be announced mm. at the awards night on Sunday night, and he's giving us Cotton, Bogut, and Casper Ware. Yeah. I mean, personally, I've got probably Bryce and Bogut slightly ahead of Casper Ware. I'd, yeah. I'd be happy with either Bryce. Or I'd be happy with all three of them, to yeah. be honest. But I think probably Bryce or Bogut. It kind of, obviously, is as good as Bryce has been. Yep. It, it sort of excites me a little bit, the prospect of someone other than an offensive juggernaut getting recognised, sure. just like we saw with Damo getting yeah. grand final MVP a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. Someone yeah. who isn't the primary offensive threat sure. but can impact the game in other ways. So that's why I like Bogut's name up there. I'm guessing you're taking Bryce? Yeah, I. it's a, it's a very interesting argument and I think all of those guys have their credentials and even Lamar Patterson yeah. um, yep. is a sort of a, a dark horse there. Yep. Um, just depends if he can go in the playoff race. But yeah, I think obviously you've seen the effect of Boga. I mean, they were what 11, 17 this year, and then they could be 17 and 11 by the end. So complete turnaround, and obviously the focus. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, yeah, his dynamic on the defensive end, but he's still a focal piece in offensive end. Like, I mean, he scores close to the rip. But he, I think he leads the team in rebounds and assists, and and is and up blocks. there points. Yeah, yeah. blocks. So yeah. I think you got there. I think my my case is. And not trying to downplay our side, but uh, Casper's obviously had an, had an amazing year. But um, yeah, you've got a pretty sort of dynamic cast, supporting cast. Um, mm-hmm. And I can be honest that we do ask a heck of a lot of Bryce. You know, like obviously the guy Nick's been absolutely sensational, and we've had instances all year. But um, yeah, Bryce has had some pretty like phenomenal sort of standout performances um, you know and that we've had to sort of rely on him and, and you know obviously when we struggled at that that role I think Bryce was still like our most consistent player with Nick and so yeah you've Casper's got your, your Gouldings and DJ Kenny Barlow's had you know Boone and all these guys so that'd be my sort of takeaway um, and yeah I think yeah, it's it's an it's a interesting debate that's for sure. Um, and I yeah, I, if any of those ones in this year, Casper and Boga or Bryce would walk away, there would be people saying completely agree or disagree. And um, I think it's a healthy debate. But I don't yeah, think yeah. yeah, if those ones, I wouldn't go. Nah, it's nah, that's a joke. You know, when I've yep. oh, I'll say when there's been previous winners. You know, <laughs> say you Rodney Clark's with James Ennis, not yep. taken away from Rodney's season, but James yeah. by far was the, yeah. the best player. I think he finished third. Yeah. Golden you know, finished second. Correct. Finished so, yeah, yeah, so some of those things. And so um, it'll be very interesting. I think maybe one of the closest mm. sort of races in, in, in since the last few years. Well, you guys you guys will be heading there that night because it's in Melbourne yeah, after your it, game on a, Sunday. It's a whole um, league thing. So yeah. we, we've been asked to stay on as, as much as the other uh, all other seven teams would be. So I think obviously adding that level of professionalism yeah, for the nice league. Yeah, set that up, it's, yeah. Uh, it's for sure. Obviously, I think well, we don't have the playoff uh, fixtures out just yet, but... Um, yeah, or we would have a couple of days off, I would oh, imagine, yeah, and then think so. um, go into it. Yeah. Um, I know Bryce has got m- much, much bigger fish to fry than the scoring race, but yeah, he's yeah, neck and neck with Melo Trimble right now yep. with uh, a couple of games to go. If Bryce misses out by a total of four points or less, how much is he going to regret his salmon up in Cairns where wow. he fouled Melo it's with the four-point play? How much is he going to... Actually, Bryce might have scored more in overtime, so it might have yeah, worked in his yeah, favour. Yeah, helped him out in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, well, I don't mind if uh, Mello goes off for fifty <laughs> against uh, and Melbourne. Beats Melbourne, Melbourne, this afternoon. Beats Melbourne <laughs> and then like yeah, we get a we'll get a <laughs> he win. could do you guys yeah. a massive favour exactly. this afternoon. Hey, one more from the Sydney game. Um, we we're talking about just before we walked yeah. in off air. 
in the last 20 seconds of regulation, Sydney had the ball after Damo had hit that big three, yeah. called a timeout, um, and then chose to inbound the ball, advanced the ball to half court. The shot clock reset to 14, which meant that Jerome Randall had to jack it with six or seven seconds left, and it yeah. gave Tariqa White a chance yeah. to pinch a few yeah. of you guys. I'd, I'll come clean. I watched a lot of basketball yeah. here at NBA college. I had no idea that that was a rule, that if you yeah. chose to advance it in FIBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it had reset to 14. And I suspect Sydney didn't know either because I'm not sure why you wouldn't take it from half yeah. court. Is that something that you guys yeah, are aware we'll, of? Have you spoken about that? Yeah, we're knowledgeable of it. We've, we've discussed it many times. There might have been an instance um, happened pro- early in the year. I'm not sure. Maybe a close game against Brisbane, but maybe we've been up by four or six points. And okay. we sort of, Trev had sort of said he was still debating on what he would do in, in those situations. Generally, obviously, you know, if you're up by two or four, they're trying to foul you. Um, so, yeah, when you look at a timing perspective, you go, well, you know, if you're up two points, um, say with 20 seconds left, well, you know, they can apply backcourt pressure and maybe get a steal, um, a turnover. Or Generally, refs don't call fouls as well when it's like they're that close. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to live with that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Um, you know, as soon as they did that, I was a bit surprised because obviously we we knew about it and I was like, yeah, there's going to be five, six seconds, irrespective of if he goes to the very end and uh, gets the last second shot. That still gives a current amount of time and it did give Tariqa a very good yeah. look. But even um, if he hits that shot, it gives yeah, you guys a second chance. A chance yeah, to call sure. timeout, draw up a play with for six sure. seconds left. and Yeah, no, it's and in the grand scheme of things too, it's a tied game. Uh, we were in foul bonus as well, yep. so there's no way you're taking the risk of, you know, Full court pressure. Yeah, yeah, you're just basically trying to to eat it. So I definitely was surprised. Um, and yeah, we, we we've we've definitely had that discussion. I had that discussion straight after the game as well. And our video review was like, this is what we would do in this situation. Which yeah, we wouldn't advance the ball and just have mm-hmm. the, the whole clock. Um, but yeah, we've also had that a, a few times. You know, in terms of. Well, if we're up or we're down or we've got to advance and all that sort of stuff, so um, yeah, obviously it adds a little, yeah, a little extra dynamic to the game now, like what you're going to do, and especially if you are down and you want to run the whole clock out, but you could be uh, two point and you've got to advance the ball within eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, a complex thing, and I guess that's why the coaches get paid the big bucks. Yep, that was a little bit bizarre. This was more bizarre. Tell me about the Damien Martin fire rescue story. Just when we thought Damien Martin's legend couldn't grow any greater, yep. he literally ran into a burning building and saved the guy's dog. What? When did you hear about this? Did you just roll your eyes? What? What's your reaction when you hear a Damo story like this? Well, my first... So, uh, Jesse, Damo and myself all live in the same suburb. Yeah. Um, and like so we always we were just having a little bit of banter afterwards with our wives we got a bit of a group chat and Damo had said something in the group chat like oh like um, no there was a photo that came up on our community page of a house fire and so someone's like oh house fire and then Damo's like oh yeah I just went there and um <laughs> Like, but I wasn't reading it properly. Like, I think I was in the backyard gardening, but it yeah. sort of just said, "Yeah, saw the old uh, the old fella," um, but yeah, it looked like he was shook up, and I was helping find his dog or something. So, like, didn't even really think of us. Oh, you just drove by, and to be honest, the house didn't look, and that photo just looked the roof. So I was like, oh, okay, it's not really that bad. And yep. then, literally, uh, Jesse and myself were at Adventure World the next day with our kids and uh, I get like a text message from a media reporter over in East a, a mate of mine and he's like hey is this story about Damo <laughs> true and I was like what story and so I'm like what are you talking about I literally get in the car and so I like look on Twitter type in Damo's name and then I see this 
this photo, like heroic cat saves dog. And I was like, what is going on? And um, so anyway, Ains and I read it and I'm like, mate, I don't have a clue. Like, Damo didn't tell us any of that. Like, uh, he just sort of glossed over it, whatever. And um, yeah, so then we, my wife messages Damo. I was like, um, Damo, did you miss out some vital information? Like, we didn't realise you saved someone or what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, no, it's... Um, Yes, yeah, you know some stuff may have been embellished, but it, it uh, sounds good. Um, <laughs> but no, he um, no, it, that's Damon to the T. I mean, uh, to he's got a heart of gold, um, and for him to do that, yeah, it was it was typical Damo. I mean, ideally, I mean, because it's on the community page, just guys feet are uh, all bandaged up now and really. stuff that, yeah, we, so. we, we are giggling but we generally hope this guy is oh, okay and his sure. house is okay and for it's a great sure. effort we're just laughing at the fact that Damo just seems to get yeah, himself yeah, in this yeah, situation yeah exactly right and so that was like sort of was like we were joking around I'm up and he's not he's not a fan of this because today we got Damo and I are shooting partners after training and I was like look Shadow is sort of people don't really know about the Shadow nickname you know it was like sort of a, a big thing when Lockie was the announcer yep. and sort of changed has he in a defensive guy who just shadows yeah, his opponent so, yep. so I'm like hey time for a new nickname new you you know so I'm all about the extingu- extinguisher <laughs> and because not only are you putting out house fires you're, you're putting out guys on the court as well hitting clutch threes correct so I'm all for it I know the fans would be all about that I know the Walkers. I mean can you think about all the merch that they would sell? A brand new the nickname. The extinguisher. Damien like, the extinguisher. There is Martin. so. I mean, Damo puts his fingers in every pie. Like he's a real estate agent, mm-hmm. a wedding celebrant. Yeah. He, he actually used to sell water. People didn't know this last year. He he invested in a company that had a seven-step filtra- filtration system. Damo was actually literally selling bottles of water. People. Seven steps seems like a lot of steps. <laughs> he always told okay. us it was very good water. <laughs> okay. It's ama- amazing what this man <laughs> like gets up to in his spare time. I don't know how he has time with two kids but let alone that I mean I wouldn't be surprised if we say nickname extinguisher next thing you know you're seeing these five things the merch yeah right there there's Damo's face yep. like over an did, extinguisher did he when you suggested he that did he, he, no. he didn't like it no he was oh, like no way well that like, means it's even bigger chance of getting up now exactly right um, if someone wants to design a shirt I'll happily get it done I'll get the whole team to wear it like I'm all that's, that's great one of our loyal listeners Nick Tan this sure. sounds like a job for Nick Tan one of our <laughs> exactly biggest fans right. jump who'd, on board who'd the last, extinguisher who last week photoshopped your head onto some guy's <laughs> dunking and said Greg High's top <laughs> five dunks Jordan of all time stuff, yeah. fantastic uh, okay we'll see if we can make that perfect. happen um, a quick one on Tariko and his yeah. wrist yeah. Uh, Trevor Gleeson said this morning he's yeah, going to be fine. fine you got no doubts about that is it bothering this, him nah at this time of the year um, everyone's counting something yeah, and you know, obviously, it's no point. Um, you know, our, our training sessions are quite short and sharp, especially the day before training session. You know, you're just going over yep. their plays and individual scout, doing all that sort of stuff, getting a little bit of a burn. Um, I actually don't like this time of the year because for a bench guy, we only train hour and hour and a half, and I like to get up and down. So usually, I'm getting another individual workout over training, and those guys that like huge minutes, understandably so, and rightfully so, they just. Yeah, they're getting uh, the job done. So, yeah, Tariko, he'll, yeah, those days, you know, there's no point. He's obviously got a little bit of an issue there. Um, No point going off, getting it hit accidentally, you know, especially when you're not, when you're being a little bit cautious. That's generally when injuries happen because you're sort of like not going full tilt. So, the last thing Mm -hmm. we need is to that. So, we'll just rest up. Lucky enough, we've got a break next week and it'll just be taken care of. So this weekend, Friday Workload night. management like LeBron. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Good idea. Um, this weekend, Friday night against Adelaide. 
and then away to Melbourne on Sunday. We'll start with Adelaide. This is so top two for you guys. Yeah. If you can win, top two is locked in. Huge. Um, but then from Adelaide's point of view, they need to, to win, win. Yeah. to lock in a playoff spot. If not, they risk missing out with uh, with Brisbane jumping over them potentially. How do you assess Adelaide with that do or die yeah, mentality? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they're a young group, hungry, um, and mm. they play with a bit of a chip on the shoulder. And, yes. and um, you know, they, yeah, I mean, if you don't think they're coming in... Um, going all out yeah they win they secure a spot in the playoffs they lose you know they're enjoying Sunday night a bit more because yeah they're done with that that streak so mm-hmm. I mean the playoff is is out so yeah they're going to come in and I mean for us it's um, I think it's the best preparation you can get heading into a playoffs we've played you know some some playoff position teams but now playing against well one on Friday Adelaide who are playing for their lives in terms of continuing the season and then Sunday backing up against Melbourne mm-hmm. which if we get the job done will be for the first uh, spot or you know whatever it happens so yeah huge um, you know last time we came in here we had a great win but um, you know they had a very I think against New Zealand they had a quality side you know they've I think Ramon Moore is a very underrated player mm-hmm. um, you know if he obviously had a few injuries this year and he could still be a contender for six man of the year I yeah. mean, obviously started once Deleon went out but I think he's He's a very critical piece in their in their lineup, especially. Um, yeah, especially Sobey's had short a, on guards. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Sobey's had an incredible year. It's been good to see Sean Bruce come in the league, but I think you get a, a bit of a calm head with Ramon Moore uh, running point, and he's quite savvy. He likes to get in the post. So, yeah, as you, um, as I said, yeah, we'll come in with plenty of hunger. Um, there's no doubt that you know Jacob Wiley is. Um, one of the more eccentric sort of guys. I mean, mm. um, his energy is contagious for that group. And, um, yeah, I mean, we did a great job, I guess. We got smashed at the start but stemming that um, little sort of onslaught and then coming back into the game. But, yeah, we definitely can't get those guys um, rolling because they, they're quite tough when they're confident. Um, do you look at a couple of years ago you guys went into Melbourne on the last Sunday of the yeah. season needing to win to keep that playoff spot yep. that playoff streak alive and you did so just um, do you draw any parallels with that potentially going to Sunday it's, I know it's a different situation because <sighs> yeah. it might just be for top two I haven't but. even really thought about it I think because there is such I mean for us top two is huge yeah. um, irrespective you obviously want top spot and there's no denying that and we won't be resting players if we get that or yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the focus and it has to be has to be on Adelaide because this that that's huge. Um, we win that, we we've locked up top two, so yeah. we can't be thinking um, Sunday and 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 all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know about parallels. I, I mean, yeah, for us, uh, that Melbourne game, I think was the most nervous I've ever been knowing that your playoff streak could yeah. be over. And, um, and you guys looked at, from just off the top of my head, looked a little bit shaky oh, late. You sort of yeah. had it in the bag and then it yeah, was kind exactly. of yeah. opened it up a bit. You know, for, I remember that game, uh, clearly like their season was done and they just basically had like a free just hit. Like, I remember them, yeah. guys were just yep. like shooting these you know, shots that obviously were a bit uh, questionable but because they were done it was like ah oh, it's a good shot um, but yeah no look it's um, yeah we haven't really looked at it and I think yeah it's been, you need to have that focus for Friday night couple more fan questions I don't know if you can answer this one from James Katarski I'd love to know what Greg High said to Brian <laughs> Bowen in the final minutes of the Sydney game it wasn't the final minutes it was while I was on the court yeah. he, he said Greg was fired up and Bryce <laughs> and Brian Bowen looked petrified can you shed any light on that and is that true oh I would have to put a bit of a language warning for uh, that no I just wasn't I wasn't just a bit too, of friendly banter yeah I wasn't too happy I, in saying that he's uh, 
he's an NBA. I actually just talked to Drake UU uh, this yep. morning because um, he asked me about about him, and I think he's he's definitely worthy of a, of a draft pick in the first rounds. But um, yeah, no, I just wasn't. Um, yeah, I was obviously crushing the rebounds quite hard, and uh, he had thrown a, a few. Both. Yeah, as you do, which okay. I which I don't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then obviously I got my way on an off- offensive rebound, so I had to let the young fellow know. Um, that I'm, you know, I'm retiring, but I still feel really good. Um, and then he tripped me up. <laughs> so okay. um, I looked a little bit clumsy. We had a little bit of a laugh on it because everyone <laughs> sort of was like laughing. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really appreciative of, of him tripping me over. Fair uh, so I sort of let him know that I wasn't, yeah, and too how, And how did he respond? Yeah, he was. He, I he think was he was. Also yeah, no, he was. He didn't say anything. Okay. Um, Does and then seem I like felt a pretty quiet guy. Yeah, and then I felt a bit bad. I was like, maybe I was excessive. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like I maybe was a bit heated because uh, usually people would like go back at you. But you kind of wanted to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was okay. like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> Is the um? I, I saw a photo of your kid running around, and it was yeah. it a buddy Hewitt singlet the other he day. Did, yeah. Is the trade off between you and Drake? He sends you Sacramento Kings merch, and you yeah, give exactly. him advice about people in the league pretty much yeah no we were fortunate enough when we were in america um like uh we, we speak uh, every week and um yeah obviously when we were in denver and utah we caught up but basically he um i think maybe in the off season or summer league he was like can you give me some aussies that we're looking at um oh like sorry pot- potential guys and that was i was like mate one guy everyone's sleeping on ryan broke off like i'm fortunate enough to be in a boomers camp years ago and i was always like yeah if there's a guy similar to joe ingles that's yeah, sort of the guy suited to today's game. he was like yeah. oh yeah right anyway signs at dallas yeah. and i was like mate I, <laughs> I basically put that on a platter for you but whatever um but yeah and then sort of he you know, he asked me about Isaac Humphreys and then sort of asking who is some guys that they could bring into Summer League. But even just um, sort of that veteran camp, um, you know, like, um, you know, who can come in that you know is just going to work their tail off and, and know they're not going to make the NBA but still be, I guess, training fodder and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so – and then he literally called me up today. He's like, what's the plans? Because um, for the last – I was going to say, you seem to fit that bill. Oh, mate, for the last <laughs> three years. Yeah, exactly effort. right. But, no, like last three years he's been like, oh, when are you done? Are you thinking about coaching, scouting, like – all this sort of stuff and I was like hey if you can throw me a 10 day contract I'm happy like uh, I'll be more than happy to go up there and unretire um, and uh, do all that sort of stuff so but yeah anywhere I can help and um, you know I think a guy like Brian Bowen obviously he's got ridiculous amounts of international scouts but mm-hmm. um, and he won't have any uh, trouble getting himself in, in the limelight of those NBA guys but anyway we can sort of help out this league and, and, and push guys through um, it's a no brainer yeah yeah shout out to Drakey you one of the all time yes, good guy Wildcats sure, and Sacramento sure. doing good things Mate, over there yeah, about it's to amazing. trying to break the amazing. longest active playoff streak in the NBA um, last studio question from Spinner have you ever received any death threats Demo style. So this is another demo. Yeah. Demo getting some sort of threat this week. Yeah, is that a, no, I've got a few. Something that's common. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I knew he put up in a group chat, and before he had even, I think I didn't see this image, but as soon as that happened, because it was like broken English, and the image was like he's not from Australia. I was mm-hmm. like, it's someone that's gambled, and I've had the exact same. Like I've had it on Twitter. Uh, I wish it because someone sort of was similar. I think. Well, we've been in a similar situation like the Gary Irvins uh, okay. it was like a, a plus margin yep. whatever like margin of 11 and then someone was just like going nuts so um, yeah had something similar uh, for sure it's really sad yeah I mean just don't gamble then 
Oh, if, you, if, you know. if you can't afford to lose it, don't spend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think what Damon's out and I don't know again, but I think Damon said he may have put the bet on at the very end of the game. And so then Damo's hit the three. And so it was like a live betting and then obviously a bit, okay. of, a, a bit of an issue. So Yeah, right. <laughs> Terrible. There you go. Um, well, Crystal Ball, before we get out of here. Not, not another question about Damo? No, no, that's, we filled our Damo <laughs> quota for the day. Um, I'm pretty happy with mine. Last week I said Angus Brown would have a big game. He yeah, did, did have right. a big game and has been playing well against Bogan and Boone as we touched on last week. I think he finished with 19 and 9. Mine was threes, right? Yours was, was seven three-point From hits. seven different players, You guys right? had four? Yeah, we were like one from 11 at the start of the game. Yeah, too, so. you could sort of tell early yeah. on that that one was going to struggle. Yep, yep, yep. Um, This week I'll take Brisbane to make it, to make the playoffs. They're currently in fifth. Yep. Um, so for them to get in that in Adelaide to lose to you guys tomorrow yep, night yep, and then yep. they've got to get over New Zealand at home. Yeah, think Adelaide. I think Adelaide will give it every chance uh, tomorrow night. But I think they might go down, and then Brisbane playing New Zealand, yeah. whose season is over, yeah. might yeah. just squeak into the playoffs despite uh, a tough last month or so. What do you got? Yeah, I, I could go easy and just say, "Oh, we're going to go two and zero." Oh, but um, I'm going to put something a bit different this okay. week, and so I'm going <laughs> to space it out. But I yep. reckon you're going to have two players. Well, over any of the games, either Adelaide or Melbourne, but two players will get double doubles this week. Nice. So that's yeah. Nick K territory right there. So he's to shoe in, so I'm just hoping Gus has a big one. If Nick K gets a quadruple double, will that count as two double Done. doubles? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, we'll yeah, count yeah, that. Perfect. We'll perfect. count that. Greg, best of luck for the weekend double. Don't put your house on it though. <laughs> So thank you, mate. Appreciate yes, and, and don't hit up Greg if it goes wrong as well. And to our uh, listeners, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.